For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Just like Team USA at the FIBA World Cup is the real deal, it's not the A team of USA basketball. It's not the names that we normally associate with USA basketball. It's not the LeBrons or the Anthony Davises uh, or the Kevin Durants or even the Kyrie Irvings. It's not any of them. But Anthony Edwards is a star, uh, and the U.S. is 2-0, and and they're going to be 3-0, and and I'm not sure there's anybody out there that really can give them a game until maybe Spain later on, maybe Canada. Talk to Brendan Winnett about that, our NBA analyst at H.U. Cosell on Twitter. Uh, sir, um, real quick, just uh, thoughts on uh, overall what we have seen from Team USA. It's not like they've been pushed at all by, certainly they were not pushed by Jordan uh, today, although there was an NBA, wasn't there an NBA player playing for uh, Jordan? Oh, did I? Maybe I missed. I had the I had the game on mute. I was doing a whole bunch of other stuff, but there 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 might have been. Maybe I maybe I missed that. But yeah, like, no, R- I mean, Rondé Hollis Jefferson. Oh, RSJ. Yeah, he's actually had a had a really good World Cup. Uh, he's se- <laughs> second yeah, like, second in scoring in the World Cup going yeah, into today. Yeah, he's 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 actually been like really nice. Which is always it's always fun to have that kind of stuff happen. He's a role player, right? Like for those that are not. Uh, familiar with his game. He's a role player, kind of a defensive, you know, dirty, sure. does a lot of the dirty work. A helpful guy on the on the on the right team, but by no means is he some sort of like go to scorer. He's not gonna be your first, second, or even third option on a on a quality team. But that's how talented these guys are in the NBA. Um and that's the funny that's the funny part about I don't know how much you've seen and oh oh just quickly, the American team has played really well. You mentioned them not having like the top tier number eight stars, but these are the guys that are going to be playing that you're that are going to be the top tier stars in the next four to five years, right? Like um, LeBron obviously is getting older. CP three, you mentioned Steph Curry, all those guys are in the thirty five and 30, 33, 34, 35 and up. So these yeah. are the young guys: Anthony Edwards, Paolo Banchero, who's had a who's shown a lot of really really good stuff, and I'm expecting elite even from his. Uh, from his rookie year, like he's this this team is the guys that you're going to be thinking about uh, in the in the upcoming like few years. These are guys going to be taking over the mantle as the best players in the game. So the world, the uh, Olympics, and this is also doubling as a World Cup, or rather Olympic qualifier. So right. the Americas will get two spots. The United States is going to get one of them because they'll probably win this. Um, but how many? Because the the Olympics are next summer. So, and they're in Paris, so we'll be able to watch uh, at a normal time rather than get up at 4 o'clock in the morning to watch USA Jordan. Uh, But how many of these players, realistically, are going to be on the roster? If LeBron James wants to play in the Olympics one final time, I mean, isn't he still a top 15 player in the league? Yeah, I'm trying to think. Well, that's kind of the the important part, right? How many of these guys even want to play and do that again? Right. You know I mean, like I, and I, I don't know what the answer is. If you're trying, if you're LeBron, 
you've already done pretty much everything you want to do. The the things remaining are, I would think, are championships over gold medals. You know what I mean? Like, I not that he, I'm sure, I'm sure he revalues the redeem team, uh, and you saw it in sure. the documentary that valued that experience and stuff like. But but you know, this is what we see from older players. They're just like ah, somebody else got it. Like you know what I mean? Like Anthony Edwards would be on there. Uh, Van Carroll might be on there. Uh, Triple J might be on there, considering he's the type of big man because he's able to play out on the perimeter right. defensive. Uh, he's a shot block defensive player of the year. Like he's another guy that you probably want to see as a big because he can manipulate a lot of stuff. Like those are the those are guys that you would see now. Jalen Brunson would he be on there? I mean, maybe right. Like you know that would be a little bit more interesting. Tyler uh, uh, Halliburton is is obviously a really really good player. I don't know if he's reached you know, making the top team. But again, how much do all these other guys still want to play because they're a little bit older? Cam Johnson, by the way, on uh, Team USA. Another former Tar Heel, Walker Kessler on Team USA. Why did you I have mean, me sigh? Why did you, he's a former I mean, Tar Heel. I mean, no, he's a former Tar Heel. He should have, you know, maybe maybe play him a little bit more. Don't put, don't put him in a four-man rotation to play the power forward and center positions in uh, in, in as as deep as Roy did, but you know, whatever, I'm not, I'm certainly not, I'm, I'm not saying he, that was a huge mistake that maybe cost us a title sort of thing, <laughs> but you know, it's fine. <laughs> sorry. I'm, over. I'm sorry to, uh, to bring up something that might be, uh, might be, you know, I don't know, give you, uh, give you some angst here. Brendan, Brendan, when it is joining us, over it goes. Uh, I'm obviously over it. I, of course you are. Of course you are. Uh, Steve Kerr. I mean, it's hard to do a bad job with this team. I mean, we have seen coaches do bad jobs before. It's not always the coach's fault, right? Shout out to Larry Brown. <laughs> Larry Brown and George Carr were both unsuccessful in the case. Well, they were both difficult to get along with. We know from their careers, they have been difficult to get along with. But I also think that for the most part, these things become how can how do you motivate players to perform at this level? Because I've always said this, we should be able as the United States, because we have so many great players, we should be able to send what amounts to our third team and at least cruise to the semifinals against the best countries, even though the gap has closed considerably now that might not be true against uh you know the best of spain but they have to have their best in order to compete i don't know that the united states does adam gold here with my man coach pete deruta capital financial advisory group are most of your clients hands-on or they just give you their money and let it work for them about 90%, give the money, and then we meet every year and go through status reports, sure. have a financial pit stop, making sure everything's fine. It is like a puzzle, Adam, but for the next 10 of you, we'll solve your own retirement puzzle at no cost or obligation. Call and claim your comprehensive review with Coach Pete and the team, 888-843-0013, or text ADAM to 600-700. Adam Gold is a paid spokesman. Investment advisory services offered by Capital Financial Advisory Group, a North Carolina registered investment advisor. I think that what we saw with the redeemed team was a big, was as much about, yes, the talent needs to be there. So you got Kobe, you got Wade, you got LeBron, you got Melo, but it's also the organization of, Hey, we're going to do more than have these guys scrimmage a couple times before they head into these, into this tournament. And that was kind of the bigger thing of having guys have some sort of cohesion playing together at some point, because a lot of these international teams do play together right? and they are familiar, more familiar with one another. So even if the, there is a talent disparity, 
some of that is can be negated or mitigated by the fact that I'm just more comfortable playing with my teammate than you are with yours. So even if you are more talented, I know how he is going to respond in this scenario. I know how he's going to respond in that scenario. I'm, he knows how I like where I like to catch the basketball, where my scoring zones are. Small stuff like that adds up if you're talking about like, oh, well, we can just roll the ball out there and play. For, for a large segment of basketball history that was true right you saw the the actual dream team when they started sending the pros out there it was just 35 40 point blowouts not close folks taking pictures at halftime they were right. just happy to be there it's not the case anymore you look at Embiid or you look at uh, Jokic or you look at Luka this is a really an international game in a way that it simply wasn't 30 years ago which makes all the commentary about if this is, if the NBA can call itself the world champion of basketball, oh, gosh. that makes it a little a little bit funnier because it's like, well, we are taking the best from the world. I can understand the statement of, hey, you're you're essentially playing in just North American uh, American cities, but these are the best players in the world, and you're starting to see more and more people not from the United States of America dominate coming to dominate. Yeah, I wasn't here when I was <laughs> on vacation, I guess, when that was a thing, when the Noah Lyles thing hit. And, I mean, other than the fact that the NBA does not call itself the world champion, it's not a world champion, it's an NBA champion, a finals, you know, you won the finals. Um, the reality is, is like, are we really having a debate as to whether or not the team that won the NBA didn't win the best league in the world. I mean, what are we doing? Why do we, we, we shouldn't, we shouldn't be afraid to, to speak the truth about something as silly as that. Uh, let me, let me move on to real uh, a quick thing about the Hornets. PJ Washington has been a guy that I think you as a Hornets fan, somebody who has followed them uh, closely reported on them, talked about them incessantly on podcasts. I mean, He's a very good player. He signed a three-year contract extension for $48 million, I believe. And all I could think of was like, did they lowball him? What? When I looked at it, I thought, isn't he better than that? Um, that's Timothy Mozgov money. He's, <laughs> he's, be he's better than Timothy Mozgov. So did, they get a, did the Hornets get away with one here? Uh, I think they did. 16 years. Now, look, it's for three years, uh, and I'm certain that he wants more stability than that. But he'll once he comes out of that, he'll be right at kind of his peak. I think he's at about 28 right. uh, or so. Uh, and that'll be kind of right at his his peak at his highest, at least physical earning yeah. potential. Um, he sh he had a, you know, I think he played better this year. He had a career high this year. Uh, he shot 35% from three on about five make uh, five attempts a game. 15 points uh, for the for the season, yeah. uh, his career high. Like, this was a good season for him. What is interesting to me is what some guys, I think, play better when there's nobody around. They call it like kind of, kind of like a thief in a riot. Like, oh, you know, somebody had to get this. And so, sure. therefore, he gets these points because, obviously, the injuries, the plethora of injuries that Hornets suffered, and he was one of the, the healthier guys. Um, but I think he's actually one of the, these guys. He reminds me a little bit of Rui Achimura. Okay. Where we saw, you know, what he was with the Wizards. And, like, he was a good player, you know, mostly a pick-and-pop guy, a bit of a tweener, not really a five, but, you know, more of a four or three depending on your lineups. Uh, but when he gets with the Lakers, suddenly he's like, man, he, he kind of won them that game where yeah. he kept them in the court. Like, And those are things that you don't really see unless you get a chance to play on a good high-level team. I am interested, whether it is with the Hornets and at three years at 16 mil, per, uh, 16 mil annual, 
that's a really good tradable contract, whether it's with the Hornets or not with the Hornets moving forward. I am interested to see if he gets on a better team, what kind of contributions he can make. Because to me, he's one of those guys, because of his, his ability to space out and shoot, he's gotten better defensively, still not great, but a better, a, a solid help defender. Like, this is a guy that could help a, a real legitimate team. He's not going to be much for wins and losses for a team like the Hornets, but for a really good squad, he could he could really help somebody. As we say goodbye to Brennan Whitted, my takeaway is that the Hornets are not a really good team. Uh, that's unfortunate. Uh, <laughs> all right, man. I appreciate your time. As always, I will talk to you soon. Looking forward to it. Thank you, man. You got it. At H. You can sell on Twitter. Like, I mean, I don't, I don't think I was wrong there. He basically said he could help a really good team. I don't think he'll help the Hornets. I don't know. It just sounds to me like he just called the Hornets not a really good team, which is also accurate. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early, so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.